0: Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,874. The topic is nutrition and the title is Blood Sugar Control, More Protein Instead of Less Carbs. I was doing a consultation recently with somebody. They're a strength athlete who wants to get stronger, but they also want to lose body fat. And they made a statement that I thought would lead to a good podcast today. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I don't record the sessions. (laughs) But in a sense, this is what they said. I know that carbs cause high blood sugar responses and that high blood sugar means you'll store more body fat. But I've also heard that carbs are great fuel for performance in workouts. So I'm conflicted with what to do. Should I eat carbs to maximize my training performance and the resulting stimulus or should I avoid carbs to help me lose body fat? So that was their main concern. They're just uh, you know trying to figure out, do I eat carbs to have great workouts? Do I not eat carbs to make sure I can lose body fat? There's a lot to unpack there and we went on and unpacked it all. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm now working with them to do nutrition, but carbs do not make you fat uh, golly, you know, that's, that's something that comes up saddeningly, I don't even know what that's a word. (laughs) It's sad. There you go. (laughs) How often, uh, that comes up is that carbohydrates are associated with, uh, body fat. You do not need to avoid carbohydrates in order to lose fat. We have a podcast, 1,469. It's a nutrition podcast titled, Which Diet is Best for Fat Loss, Low Carb or Low Fat? We go through, talk about the science of it. Uh, There have been numerous studies that have shown that as long as you control calories, you can push for fat loss, whether it's high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat. Now, how you feel during the workouts will be different. You know, individual dependent and whether you like carbs or not like carbs, fats or not fats. But whether you can actually lose body fat is independent of carbohydrate intake. You do not have to avoid carbohydrates in order to lose body fat. Now, often people will notice, okay, if I don't eat carbohydrates, then uh, like I, I notice I drop weight. Well, what you're really doing is you're dropping water weight. That's all it is, is it's water retention. So we have podcast 926, which is a nutrition podcast titled Controlling Water Retention. Anytime you consume carbohydrates, your body pairs that together with sodium that is present in your food and then water, and it stores carbohydrates, sodium, and water in your muscles as a form of energy. So your body would have those carbohydrates to be able to use for fuel whenever it needs them. Now, when it stores the carbohydrates in the muscles with the sodium in the water, it's called glycogen. You may have heard the term glucose, like carbohydrates break down to glucose. You could probably think of glucose as sugar. But the the usable form of energy when you eat carbohydrates is it goes through a process and is broken down into glucose. Glycogen is like an in-between step. So it's just glucose that your body's saving for later. That's a way of saying it. Now, since the carbohydrates get stored with sodium and water, that means that it would have some weight to it because of the weight of the water. When you don't eat carbohydrates, your body can't store them in your muscles as glycogen because there's no carbohydrates to store. Therefore, it doesn't store the water and therefore you will l- weigh less. Some people can cut carbohydrates out and they'll lose two or three pounds in one day. Some people will have a bigger effect, some people have less of effect, but when you're paying attention to body weight and if you're, you know, really in the, in the weeds and you're paying attention to like the 10th of your weight. So 138.1 or 138.3, you know, if you're that point something, then if I drop carbohydrates and I lose two pounds, it looks like I freaking accomplished an amazing thing. I lost two pounds of fat. No, you didn't. (laughs) You lost two pounds of water weight. It takes like a week, if not multiple weeks, to lose significant amount of fat. You can't just lose two pounds of fat in one or two days. So when you see a day-to-day fluctuation, you're seeing a day-to-day fluctuation in water retention, not in fat storage or fat removal. So carbohydrates will only lead to body fat formation if there's excessive total calories, if your calories are controlled, then you can eat as many carbohydrates as you want. Now, granted, I said, you're, you're not going to necessarily feel great. <laughs> if I eat a hundred percent of carbohydrates, no protein, no fats, I might not feel amazing. <laughs> uh, my energy's going to be up and down and through the roof and you're going to be really water retention-y and kind of like flubby looking around your midsection. It's just not going to look good. You're not going to feel good, but whether the diet is... carbohydrates, 30% carbohydrates, 40% carbohydrates, none of that matters. So when I teach my clients, we track calories and we ensure that we have a a good percentage of protein. That depends on the per person. Uh, In general, we stick with that range of 0.6 grams per pound of body weight up to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight, depending on their body weight, depending on their type of activities, whether they do intense weight training or not. But there is a percentage of the total calories that we would allocate towards protein. The remaining percentage can be any variable of fats and carbs that you prefer, that matches your lifestyle, matches your food preferences. I have helped people do every diet under the sun with every imaginable percentage of carbohydrates and fats, and it works every damn time. It's no impact whatsoever on whether you actually lose fat. The impact is on how you feel. So for each individual, we just decide on what foods work best for that person and how they want to feel. Getting back to (laughs) uh, the concept that they said is they know carbohydrates cause increased blood sugar. That's true. Like when I break down carbohydrates, they break down to glucose. The glucose is then distributed through my blood. So therefore, I have higher presence of glucose in my blood. That's, That's all that means is you ate carbohydrates. There's now blood in your sugar. sugar in your blood. (laughs) Hopefully there's more of one than the other. But there's now sugar in your blood. That doesn't automatically mean you'll store body fat. First of all, if your glycogen stores are not completely full, your body will fill up the glycogen stores. The other component is you need to have a caloric surplus for that to happen. So if you're eating within a controlled calorie amount and the time in which you eat the food matches your calorie needs at that time, then there's no formation of fat going to happen. So some of the carbs will get stored as glycogen. Some of them will just get burned up and used for the body. Some of them will be excreted, but there really will not be body fat formation if it's not in excess. And then what I want to touch on today is we talked about in the title, you can see more protein instead of less carbohydrates that you can also lessen the blood sugar response from carbohydrates by pairing the carbohydrates with a protein item. There are a bajillion studies that prove this and talk about this. So there's one study because I just wanted to pull one up so people could look for one if they wanted. A uh, study from 2021 It's titled The Evaluation of the Effect of Macronutrient Combination on Blood Sugar Levels in Healthy Individuals. Uh, the author's last names are B A S T U R K. That's one of them. The other one is O-Z-E-R-S-O-N. And the third one is Y-U-K-S-E-L. So you can look those up if you want to. Uh, but that's an example of a study and there's a, oh my gosh, I could sit here and pull you out a thousand. Um, Now, when I did my master's in nutrition, we used to look at research studies all the time and evaluate whether they were good or bad or what was good or bad about them, whether they were biased or not biased, uh, in just the different standards. We looked through a lot of different stuff. So I'm well aware of how to read through uh, studies. I just wanted to throw one out there because typically people are like, you know, is this guy just making it up? No. (laughs) You can find find studies. Uh, But when you pair a carbohydrate with a fat or a protein, it slows down the digestion of the carbohydrates therefore it slows down the release of the glucose into the into the blood so you'll have a slower release of sugar into your blood now if you're diabetic this is really important good for you to know so that we can control and manage like insulin levels but also if you want to blunt body fat storage the benefit of having carbohydrates with protein is number one, you can still have carbohydrates. (laughs) So that way you don't have to just not eat carbohydrates ever. But it helps you get more protein in because you need protein. And it blunts that response, slows the digestion down a little bit. You have a more sustainable release of energy from the carbohydrates that you eat. So you can pair carbohydrates with protein. And that helps control blood sugar rather than just trying to avoid carbs all the time. Now, why am I choosing to pair it with protein instead of pair it with fats? The main reason why is because very quickly, if you try to pair carbs and fats, you're going to go over your calorie uh, needs for that moment. So if you eat a meal of carbs and fats, it's going to be a lot of calories, and you might not need that many calories at that time. It adds up pretty quick. There are nine calories per gram on average for fats, whereas there's only four calories per gram on average for carbs and protein. So you know, per gram, you get to eat a lot more of protein and carbs before you would go over your calories than if you were to pair carbs and fats together. So the main benefit also is people usually under eat protein. So reminding them that anytime they have carbs to put a protein with it helps just increase their protein consumption as well. So going back to workout performance, if we work out underfed, we are not going to optimize our performance. is plain and simple. There's no fancy way to have to say that is if you go to a workout and you're underfed, you're not going to do as well. Just like if you go to a workout and you're dehydrated, you're not going to do as well. So we want to be hydrated. We want to be well fed. Now, what is well fed? It's knowing your calorie amounts, and then make sure you eat enough that as you divide throughout the day. Um, now, if you want to know your calorie amounts, we have the free document on our website, www.perlaringgym.com. You can get a free nutrition education. The first document on that page is a Create Your Own Nutrition Program document. You can then learn through that document how many calories you're supposed to need throughout the day. So however many calories you're supposed to have throughout the day, you can do it in a couple of ways. One easy way is to divide the amount of time that you're awake per day by three. That's roughly every 4 to 6 hours. So have a third of your calories and protein in the first one-third of being awake. That's 4 to 6 hours-ish. Then have another one-third of your calories and protein in the second third of being awake, which is the next 4 to 6 hours, and then have the final one-third of your calories and protein in the final one-third of being awake, the final 4 to 6-ish hours of being awake. If you divide your calories and protein up by thirds and then have that, whether it's one meal within those four to six hours or two meals, or three meals, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter. If you have your calories and protein distributed evenly throughout the day, that then tells you how much to have per meal as it would fit into each of those time blocks. But then it also ensures that you're not over consuming a ton of calories at one time that your body doesn't really need at that time. So that way you're not causing fat formation, at least even momentarily, that you then have to try to work off at other parts of the day. You can do that. Uh, One of the ways I have more of my advanced athletes manage their nutrition is in the same thirds of the day. So we divide our day into three blocks of time, whichever block of time they work out in. So if they work out in the morning block or they work out in the midday block or they work out in the evening block, we're going to have half of our total calories and protein in that block. And then in the other two blocks we're just going to have a quarter, 25% of our calories of protein. What this does is it shifts the bell curve of when their highest consumption of of calories and fats or calories and protein are coming in. We want to shift that peak of the bell curve to whenever they're most active. So if they're most active in the morning, we have more of our calories and protein in the morning. If they're most active midday, more calories and protein midday. If they're more active in the evening, more calories and protein in the evening. We just want to try to better match their activity level with their intake level. What that does is it further improves the performance of their activities while continuing to allow them to eat a large amount of food with very minimal fat storage. So that's the more advanced way to do it. It takes a little more work, you know, to try to control your calories and protein in that way, half, quarter, quarter, but it works extremely well. So these are the ways in which we manage that. Another way I manage it with clients is is we tend to eat lower carbohydrate amounts away from our active times. So if I'm not active in the evening, I'm going to focus more on fats and protein. If I'm not active in the morning, I'm going to focus on more on fats and protein. What happens then is by the time you would then get to when you want to eat carbohydrates, your glycogen stores will be depleted to some degree. So then when you do have carbohydrates, they're even less likely to go towards fat formation as they are likely to go to glycogen formation. So going into the peak time when you would eat carbohydrates as a pre-workout meal, if you go into that time with depleted glycogen, you will have even less likelihood of fat formation by eating carbohydrates at that time, because if there is any excess, it's gonna go towards glycogen formation, not fat formation. And then, if we're away from about an hour away, 60 minutes plus away from the workout, if we're gonna have carbohydrates, we pair it with protein. So, an example of this is if somebody has a morning workout, they wake up and then they pretty much work out within you know the first 30, 60 minutes of being awake. We tend to have liquid carbohydrates and a protein powder. I'll have them drink that pre-workout or kind of during the beginning of the workout. Then we'll have carbs post-workout with carbs and protein post-workout. And that gives them a little bit of carbs to give them energy throughout the rest of the day. But then the rest of the day, we focus on lower carbohydrate percentage meals. They can still have carbs, but we're going to add a little bit of fats in there. We're going to add slower digesting carbs uh, rather than faster digesting carbs. So we're not going to have liquid sugars. We might have, you know, more like potatoes, pasta, rice, uh, beans, you know, those kind of uh, carbs. If somebody has a midday workout. We work out uh, at the beginning of the day, we have a meal of carbs and protein to start to get carbs into the system. And then around the workout, we have liquid carbs and protein uh, powder. So liquid carbs, just sugars. And then the rest of the day is just fats and protein. So if they work out midday, in the evening after the workout, I really promote them to pull their carbs down even more and really focus on fats and protein so that way throughout the rest of the day after the workout, they keep their glycogen levels depleted, so the next day when they wake up, their morning meal can be the carbs and protein, and we don't have to worry about fat formation, because the carbs are just gonna fill up the glycogen. If somebody has an evening workout, we do protein and fats for breakfast, we do protein and carbs midday, we do a liquid carb and protein powder before the workout, and then at night before they go to bed, fats and protein. So the idea is, We eat more carbs around our workout time, less carbs away from our workout time. That is a huge benefit to make sure that you control any fat formation potential by eating carbohydrates. But again, if your calories are controlled, if your glycogen levels are not fully stocked, then you're really not going to have to worry about fat formation due to carbohydrates. And we already talked about the fact that they've proven over and over and over again that you can still lose fat while having carbs in your diet, assuming that your calorie amount is controlled and appropriate for your goals and activity level. Okay. So if you want to control blood sugar, put proteins with carbohydrates rather than having less carbohydrates. And that you can also focus on having carbohydrates around activity times, but less away from activity times. Cool. Thought that was helpful. If you have any follow-up questions, if you need anything, just shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. This client, we did a consultation that brought up this topic. We're now working together. If you're interested in that, I'm offering free 15-minute consultations. You can just shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com to sign up for that. Or you can go to our website, learn more about me, my background, and go to the one-on-one services page. And there is a link to sign up for the 15-minute free consultation as well. I just want to meet you, talk about your goals, talk about your struggles, and we can discuss what we can do to overcome those struggles. Awesome. Okay, if you have any questions, if you need anything, email me. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.